And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. We're in the middle of a special series called Goal Getters. I've chosen a few special guests who are working on specific goals that they want to accomplish, and they have agreed to discuss them on the program. I hope that as you listen, you'll be thinking about what goals you want to achieve this year, and this podcast helps you to go for it. On today's episode, my new friend Brandon is going to discuss his goal for the new year. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, it's great to have you here, Brandon, and uh, we'll get to know each other a little bit better here. So tell me, what is your goal for this new year, and why is that goal important to you? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I've got a lot of goals um, that I, I want to accomplish. Uh, but, you know, the, the most important, especially going into 2023, a couple that uh, I'm looking at, and we can either discuss, discuss both, or we can, you know, pick one and kind of go down that path, whatever works best. But you know, one of them is is to make a larger impact, um, especially with these uncertain times. I want to to make sure that we are providing opportunities, uh, regardless of where, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner, um, or maybe you've you've got a business that's been around for decades and you're just looking to do things more efficiently, better, and, and kind of take that next step, specifically whenever it comes to your sales and marketing, right? And so, really coming up and having a goal that we're able to accomplish uh, and make an impact regardless uh, of where someone is in their journey. And then the next one, which is uh, always going to be an ongoing and something that I've always had, is being looked at as one of the best places to work and creating a culture and a team and continuing to grow the team that we have in place uh, to create a culture where, where people are wanting to be a part of this and be a part of something special. And that that's a big goal of mine as well. So those two are kind of the, at the uh, front of the race. Yeah, they definitely are. And they're great goals, especially making a larger impact. That's one of my goals for the year as well. I just want to get out there and make an impact, especially, as you said, during these uncertain times. I like how you discussed looking to do things more efficiently and that will really help you to uh, to make an impact. So let's take that one first before we get into the second one. I think we can break these down in two separate steps. If you were to be able to make that impact in the world and do things more efficiently to take things to the next level, what does that get you specifically? Well, I mean, I, I think one for me personally, it's going to really touch on a passion of mine and why I originally started this business six and a half years ago or so. And, you know, I was in the corporate world for a little over a decade and started this company, Lynchman Sales Interactive, uh, about, like I said, about going on six and a half years ago with the sole goal of, I saw an opportunity out there, not just from a, a digital side of stuff, but more focusing on the small business. I worked with small business owners and even C-level executives. and 
I just saw a huge opportunity that they didn't have good options whenever it came to sales talent or getting good results or good options whenever it comes to marketing. And there was really no, you know, it was kind of either you had to do it on your own or you had to spend an immense amount of money, which a lot of the majority of businesses or entrepreneurs couldn't, couldn't do that. And so I saw this, and I don't know, I, it frustrated me a little bit. And so I've always had this uh, passion for helping, which is one reason why we we haven't been able to niche down as much, right? Because I, I've always just had this passion that I want to help people get to where they ultimately wanted to go whenever they made the decision to start something. And I've been through it. I, I've been through the trenches. I've started from nothing because I was very naive whenever I quit my job and uh, just kind of started this on a whim, right? And so I, I, I've kind of pushed through it. And so it would help fulfill passion and it would help and most importantly, others, uh, which helps me feel more fulfilled, right? And uh, right. helping them get to where they want to go. So I don't know if that answered your question, but uh, I think that that would probably yeah. be the number one thing that comes to my mind. It sounds like we're on very similar paths because we're both pursuing our passion. I mean, that's what life is really about. I think people in life get caught up pursuing what they think they want or what they think will get them what they want, and they leave their purpose and their passion behind. So you started this company with that goal of focusing on small businesses because you realized that these businesses, they needed better options, especially when it comes to sales and marketing. So that is an area uh, where there's big opportunity and having that passion for helping is something that has been driving you along the way. So why is helping small businesses to find these options and having this passion for helping, why is that so important in your life? Well, it's important, one, because I've been there myself. And I know that uh, over the years, I've spoken to so many that have felt or felt the way that I did, right? And especially whenever it comes to working a job that you don't have a lot of passion behind, or maybe you're just working you know, long hours and, and getting no appreciation is grind every single day. And you're not waking up with that fire in your belly that that makes you excited. My story is a little bit different than the traditional, hey, I, I didn't have anything. I was living in my parents' basement or, or whatnot. I'm just using that as an example. I think that those very inspiring stories, you know, but mine was, look, I had a child and that kind of prompted my vision on wanting more freedom, more flexibility, and also wanting to, to feel like I, I had a bigger purpose out there. I was 10, 11 years. I was making the the money in the family, uh, had a six-figure job, was with a great organization. And so I had a lot to lose. Being a little naive helped me not think about it as much. I was a little overconfident in my ability to go out and get business and and grow a business and what it took to grow, to grow a business. But I, I still found a way, even though it's been really, really hard uh, to really alter the path of my professional and my career, my professional future, uh, but also too, because I wanted my family, my kids, my the course of my family tree. If you listen to Ed Milet a lot, he talks about that and to alter that and to change that. And it's not easy whenever you've got so much to lose. I mean, the day that I quit was the day we found out we were pregnant with a second child. 
And so, you know, that just adds to that. And so you're, I'm having to keep a a certain standard uh, of living for my family while I'm sitting here trying to change the course. And that's why I think there's so many people, whether they are being forced out or whether they are doing it because they just want more in their life or they want to change the course of their family tree, you know, it's all possible when you have the right information, when you have the right strategies, when you know how to get every single penny out of every dollar you invest and what that looks like and and how to build the foundation correctly. And so, you know, that's why I think I have a a, a big heart out for this demographic or this audience or, or, you know, having that fulfillment. Yeah. I totally get this as well. I mean, having that passion for helping, but we were both in situations where we're working those long hours. And even though we were probably good at what we did, there was no fire in the belly and having to make that jump. And I can, I can really feel it when you talk about having another child on the way. Was that your second? Yes. Yeah. Having another child on the way and realizing, Oh, I just like left my job. Now I have to grow this business, but you had confidence. And one of the things that I learned from Tony Robbins, who's one of my mentors is that a lot of times when we start a business, we overestimate our first year, but we underestimate our first five years or 10 years. So the most important thing that we can do in any business is to stick with that. But coming back to what you said about altering the path uh, and altering the future, I like what you talked about, about altering the course of your family tree, because I truly believe that's so important. So I'm wondering, Brandon, what specifically about your family tree, why does that resonate with you so much when you hear about altering the course of, of that? Well, I won't my, you know, I, and specifically for my kids, but obviously, you know, the, the future generations that come down, you know, I, one, I think it's very difficult to break through the norm and what many believe is success, which success can mean a lot of different things uh, to a lot of different people. But whenever it comes to not having to be reliant on just going and, and being a nine to five or having your life being controlled by, you know, having to work for someone else and, and the decisions that they want to make or that you're being held back to your potential and being able to go out and pursue that. I think that if I'm able to grind it out and it's always because it's hard, you know, I've been doing this six and a half years and I mean, it's been, you know, some of the lowest of the lows. I mean, everything from, you know, coming home to the the slip on the door. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, to where the power's off or the water's off or, or whatnot. And I mean, it's been to that point that I don't share those stories a ton, but, you know, grinding that out and, and having the hard times and having to make difficult decisions. Right. So, Doing it is not easy, but if someone can just do it, and who knows where, how far I get. I mean, obviously, I've got my goals that I want to accomplish, but making sure that my kids see that and see the work and everything that goes in behind the mission of what we're trying to accomplish and the impact we're trying to make, you know, I want them to have options, not that I want them to be spoiled, not that I don't think that they need more than what I had growing up, because I'm certainly not saying that at all either, but I want them to have different options than I had. And I want them to see 
what they truly can do if they want to, because I did it and I'm nothing special. I wasn't a straight A student. I didn't graduate with honors. I didn't do all of that. That was not the world I came from. And so that's, I think, really what I look at is, is showing that and them having a different perspective on what life is. You can make good money and still have a quality of life. And that's what I'm trying to establish, not only for my family, but for my employees and for my team members that are out there as well. Mm, I like what you just said about you can make money, make a lot of money and still have a good quality of life because a lot of people believe that there's that trade off for that. And that kind of speaks a little bit to the other goal that you talked about, about creating a culture that people want to be a part of. People want to be a part of something special when they have those options and when they have that career that they can go out there and make a lot of money, but yet they don't have to make all those sacrifices in their personal life. I think that's a great thing. The other thing I'm hearing you say is not being reliant on the nine to five job. And that is something that I see a lot of today because we're kind of moving away from that in our business world today. The typical get a job somewhere and work the rest of your life and you got the 401k and you got the retirement and then you get your golden parachute as they used to call it. Yeah. That doesn't show up in our culture as much as it has in the past. So I think what I'm catching is that you don't want the future generations of your family to be dependent on someone else. So you're making the sacrifice, grinding it out so that in the future, those people in your family will have those options. And again, they don't have to be dependent on someone else. Does that kind of capture where you're coming from? Um, I see you're shaking your head. Yes, I think you said that very, very well and kind of you know packaged it up a lot better than, than myself. And to add to that is just their perspective and their understanding of what is achievable if that's what they, they want and what they want to, to focus on. And anybody who comes along that, that I'm able to make an impact on, whether it's a team member or family member or whatnot, I want them to see what the possibilities are, not because it's something that is going to happen overnight, but it is possible and it is normal to go through the lows of the lows and to go through the tough times and, and all of that. That is part of the process. But if you push through it, you will get there. I want them to have that mindset and not feel stuck of this is what I have to do because this is the only option I have. I want them right. to have that mentality. And I think that that's going to take them a lot further than anything I'm going to hopefully continue to build for. Them. Have you witnessed a lot of this in your life from other people in your family uh, that feeling stuck and or not having any options? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, whenever and, and myself included. You know, whenever it, whenever it was dealing with working for others and not, you know, not necessarily their bag of organizations or anything, but I just felt that there was more. And I, I felt like I was uh, being held back. I knew I could make a bigger impact. And so mm -hmm. not only that, but, you know, I saw it with my parents and I saw it with my father who was constantly working in a corporate job that ultimately caused a ton of stress and anxiety and some very difficult times. And that obviously is, is a big part of that. Like just seeing what it can do if you're not doing what you're passionate about, if you're not feeling 
fulfilled every single day. And uh, obviously he didn't have the options that we have today, which which everyone should definitely be thankful for. Obviously there's there's the blessing and the curse of technology and all that that's out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I saw that growing up a lot too, which, you know, whenever I had my daughter, my first child, it kind of, that's whenever things kind of really hit me. And I said, you know, I, there's more, there's more to this whole life thing. And I, I'll be damned if I'm just going to to go through the motion, you know, six, seven mm-hmm. days a week. And that's just the end all be all. And so I think that, yeah, I think that that all plays into to my decision. It sounds like you saw your father going through this, constantly working, dealing with all the stress and anxiety and not having the time to enjoy his life and enjoy life, you know, with you and the other members of the family. And this is something that hit you when you had your first child that I don't want my child to go through the things that I went through as a child growing up. Am I overreaching there or? Uh... Well, I, you know, and I, I look, I, I don't want it to, to come across as like I had like some awful childhood right. or anything like that. I think, but no, I think you, you're, you're right. I mean, I think that there's a lot that if you were to, to talk to my, my father and I've obviously had discussions with him as well, uh, as far as like what it was like whenever he was living in the situations that, you know, I was and kind of what his thought processes were and the regrets that he had that if he could go back and I don't want to regret, I don't want to look back and say, you know what, I wish I would at least tried it. You know, if I try and fail, that's fine. But if I don't try it, you know, and 10 years later, I'm doing the what if, then that's whenever I think I would have a lot more of an issue uh, mm-hmm. with the decisions that I made, as opposed to, look, I'm going to give this 110% and go after it, whatever that that means. And I'm, I'm not going to quit until I'm either forced to, or uh, I make it. And right. so, you know, and that's obviously, I've been on the better side of that and uh, very fortunate for that. Right. My next question is usually, what are you trying to avoid in not achieving your goal? And I think you sort of just answered that for me. You don't want to have regrets. You don't want to look back and say, Hey, you know, I should have at least given this a try. You don't want to have that. What if attitude, because we see that a lot people in life when they get to their retirement age and they look back and they say, well, what if I started that business? What if I had made that investment? What if I had saved more money? You don't want that. What if culture, you don't want that to creep into your life and you're trying to avoid that. Is there anything else that you're trying to avoid? Or is that uh, that the biggest part of it right there? Well, you know, just talking on this, uh, one thing that, that you made me think about was the one, and this is probably, and I don't know, I, I, I don't know if other entrepreneurs or business owners had the same thought or whatnot, but one thing that whenever it comes to regret and when times get tough, I think one of the biggest things that I look at and go, how will I, I view this later on or five or 10 years from now? And I think I'm so worried. And the thing that keeps me up at night is that I stopped right whenever everything was really going to kick off. And I'm so scared of that regret of looking back, go, what if I just would have hit the wall one more time? Would that have done and been on the other side that time? 
And so that, I think, is one thing that plays over and over. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to push through and I'm going to keep giving it. I'm going to keep giving it. As far as avoiding, I think that there's a lot of things um, that uh, I look at and want to to try to avoid. I mean, I'm not sure if you can avoid everything. You just have to figure out how to work through it and work past it and solve it. You know, for whatever reason, I, I've always the things that I've always wanted to avoid seem to happen faster. So I try not to to really think about too much because I think that that I'm not. You know, I, for a long time I wasn't a big believer in putting out the right things into the universe and mentality and, and thought process and all this stuff until a few years ago, and I started working with others. But it became very apparent that the stuff that I was talking about that I wanted to avoid, or I was doing everything in my business to avoid that from happening is right whenever it would happen. And, and so the the good side of that is I've learned a lot. I've had a lot of experience in my six and a half years, uh, pretty much everything that could possibly happen, uh, mm-hmm. good and bad. You know, I don't know if there's anything specific other than what you mentioned uh, yeah. as far as avoiding. This reminds me of when you're driving in a car. Now, I live up here in the northern part of the country, and we have this thing called snow, and we get lots of it, snow and ice. And when you're driving and your car starts to slide, sometimes we'll look at like a tree or a pole and say, oh, I don't want to hit that. But by focusing on the pole, you'd be surprised at how many people actually go headfirst into a pole or a tree and you wonder how did they do that? Well, because they were looking at it saying, I don't want to hit it. I don't want to hit it, but they're looking at the pole. So it sounds like that's something that you were going through is you were so worried about these things happening. And as you would worry about them, evidently those things would come up and they would happen because you were focusing on the thing that you don't want to happen rather than the things that you want to happen. Does that make sense? 100%. And I, I definitely think that that is something that <laughs> happens, unfortunately. But, it, you know, especially as you're growing, you, you hit different levers in your business um, that you got to continue figuring out how to get yeah. to that next, you know, that next plateau. Right. And uh, so there's there's definitely always going to be worries and and things that you want to try to avoid uh what i've learned is that that and i think that this just comes with experiences you just got to keep focused on what's at the end of the road like what you're you're ultimately trying to get to stuff's going to happen regardless and uh, you can prepare yourself all day long but until you like mike tyson says until you get punched in the face you 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 know you have a plan a great plan until you get punched in the face and then it all comes down to to what you're made of, which is regardless of what happens. And this is one thing, probably the strongest thing you can learn about yourself is regardless of what happens, I figure it out and I move on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I know that, then I, I, I'm not really fearing a ton uh, anymore or whenever it comes to that stuff. Well, the secret word here regarding avoidance is avoiding the regrets because you don't want to look back in your life and say, number one, I should have tried it and I didn't. But At the same time, you want to avoid also focusing on that negative and continuing to worry about something. So the way to do that, as you just articulated very well, is keep focusing on what's at the end of the road, what you're trying to get to when you're taking a trip. You know, if you're going on a trip and you're trying to drive, say, to California, you're going to focus on California. You're not going to think about Montana or something like that. You're going to set the GPS and, and go. And a lot of us in life, we 
like to drive fast, but we don't have a clear destination. That is what's so important about setting those goals. And a lot of shiny objects. There's a lot. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of attention grabbers um, out there that will get you thrown off. I've been, you know, victim of that uh, mm-hmm. many, many times, which uh, it kind of set back. But you know, yeah. I, and that kind of goes to the point of not wanting to regret anything, but at the same time, it gets you gets you a little thrown off because mm-hmm. you, you think you're doing the right thing or you think this is the right direction to go. And all it does is take you off path and um, cost you some time. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have to, to kind of regroup and, and get back going again. So yeah, ton of, ton of noise out there, especially yes. with what we do. Uh, that oh, definitely. Well. Yeah. I've uh, called myself ADD boy for years. Cause I always get those squirrel moments where I'm looking off in another direction, look at the bright, shiny object. And it takes me a little bit to get back on course, but the key thing there is to not beat yourself up over it. Just turn around, recalculate the route, as the GPS says, and get back on course. In getting on course, Brandon, what do you think your very next step would be in moving in the direction of these goals? I mean, and we'll go back to you know the initial goals, even though we, we dug a little bit deeper into uh, into some of the why behind the goals. And I always believe if we know the why, we'll find our how a lot easier. 100%. Your your initial goals in focusing on making more of an impact in the world on people is one of them. And then the other goal about uh, creating that culture where people want to want to work there and you want to create something special for them. So those are the two goals. So working toward those goals, what do you think the next step that you would have to take in moving in that direction would be? Well, for, you know, obviously making the impact, it's something we've been working on internally for a few months now. It's something that we've already kind of put in place. We really took uh, some time to analyze, you know, where, depending upon where people are at in the business journey, what makes the most sense? What do they need to be focusing on based off of our experience in working with thousands of businesses over the years in various markets and industries and, and sizes? And we really broke that down so that we could establish what is actually going to set this business up with where they're at and get the results that are going to help build the foundation of their business in a way that they're going to be able to see consistency and predictability of growth. And what does that look like? Even if they just got you know a few hundred dollars a month to budget right now, where they're going, how do I take this and how can I you know, maximize this all the way to the businesses that are maybe they're at a level where they're able to spend 10,000 plus a month in advertising or marketing or or automation and all that. And so we've really broken that down to where there's, it makes sense from a cost efficiency standpoint, a time efficiency standpoint, and a results standpoint. You know, someone who is just starting out, or they may just be getting and starting to expand their brand by doing marketing or advertising, they are in need of something completely different than what somebody is that is at a whole different level. Maybe they're doing eight figures, nine figures a a year in revenue. You know, their needs are going to be completely different and we can service everyone. And we, we have, and we've seen success, but it was really about how can we not just have this one square peg 
that everybody has to try to fit into because we really love helping and making an impact on this 98% of businesses where this square peg doesn't make sense. And that's where a lot of companies is they're going after that big opportunity or that type of uh, a demographic with where people are with their business journey, because it may require a little less. And mm -hmm. so we've always been the ones that are in the trenches and where we really have that passion as well. So we wanted to create something that was across the board and it was more progressionary. So if you're just starting off, this is where you start. This is what we're going to do and how we're going to get results off of that. Then once we get that to a certain level, we move you to that next program mm -hmm. and we help grow with people um, and businesses and brands um, as opposed to just trying to force them into one you know, one program that honestly doesn't make sense and isn't allowing us to make a bigger impact. So, you know, that's it from from that side of stuff. So we truly understand that not everyone and not everyone that you're going to be working with in these businesses, they don't just have that one square peg for everyone. Everyone is different. Every business that you're working with is different. And what you're looking to do is analyze what those customers, those businesses need to be specifically focusing on so that they get those consistent results and that predictability and growth. And Correct. in doing so, you need to be able to meet them where they are. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. I think that um, whenever it comes to where they are and how they are in the journey, the, the issue that comes with it with companies like ours is that you know, there's always that rub of how can we provide the level of service or what really needs to be done in a cost efficient way? How can we make that work? And that's always the rub is the marketing company uh, has to charge a certain amount because they've got an employee. If they don't charge a certain amount, you're basically just going to get this uh, solution that ultimately is the same as everything else. And you're not going to get the results from it. And so it's been years of going through it and trying to examine and figure out how can we provide them, you know, a more done for you type opportunity, but even at a level that is cost efficient for someone that may just be getting off the ground. And that's really what I think we, we have accomplished over the last several months and are really looking to continue pushing that in 2023. Okay. A lot of what you're telling me is a macro answer. You know, you're looking at the big picture, explaining about how to be able to meet customers where they're at, especially when it comes to a budget where you're going to be able to just meet their needs adequately. But if we were to break that down into a very specific, more of a micro step, I'm seeing a couple of things, maybe sitting down and spending some time to actually work out a specific plan so that you can achieve these things, budgeting some time in your schedule to sit down either by yourself or with some of your associates and put this plan together is something that you feel that needs to be done. Yeah. Each business is going to be a little more unique and need some customization, but you know, in order to do it in a way Let's say if someone has a budget between three and eight hundred dollars is typically where you know we kind of live with our our starting program, right? 
the need to build the foundation correctly. And this is where we get to, there's all this, this noise and shiny objects and, oh, you need to be running ads on Facebook. You need to be doing TikTok. You need to be posting all the time. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, and this is something that's been proven over the years with all the, the experience that we've had in doing it and what we've really broken down. At the end of the day, when you're at that level, the number one focus right now is building up your database. And we've got to figure out a way, how do we get people's attention within your target market? How do we get their attention? Then how do we get them just to be willing to provide us with their contact information? Maybe that's an exchange for an offer. Maybe that's whatever. And that's what we will strategize with you with. But the, the system itself is something that we can do efficiently mm -hmm. that's still going to get you the result, leveraging you know, some automation and all that, but you've still got us building it out for you. And that's where a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, even marketing teams, they get, there's so many moving parts whenever it comes to digital and like doing all these things that we've built a team around over these years that specialize in all these areas. But, you know, the biggest issue that I see, especially whenever it comes to do it yourself type stuff, which is really the only options that they've had or trainings or any of that, is one time, two is the expertise and knowing how to do it correctly, you know, and actually implementing it. And so there's always been this, look, everybody has that. So you can go to YouTube and learn all this stuff, but actually executing on it, that's where the issue's always been. And nobody's been able to really come up with a good done for you solution that helps set it up, get it running, make sure that it maintains the results that we're looking for, but do it in a way that's cost efficient. So the res return on investment can be there even at a lower budget. And so we really focus on, we've got to first just build up your database. That's what we got to focus on. Make people aware, get them into something that you own, which is your list, then market to them essentially for free on the back end, via email, text, whatever that may mean. And we, we set all that up and we strategize with you and we create the content that goes on that but it's also something that we can really do internally that is a little more repeatable. So we get best right. of both worlds. And then we want to move up from there because then mm -hmm. what we need to really focus on past that point is now we've built that up a little bit. Now we've got to focus on driving in conversions and, and taking that next step. And so it's just a progressionary step, but yeah, it's a lot easier to make that move. It, it is. So specifically, let me ask you this. What can you do, say, on, and we'll just use Monday because it's the first day of the week, on Monday morning, what can you do differently that you haven't been doing that would help you move in the direction of helping to develop this type of system, you know, where you can help your customers develop that done-for-you solution that's cost-effective and help make a better impact, and at the same time, help the people that are working for you see this as they're being part of a culture that's a great place to work. What is a specific step that you can start doing every day, say, starting Monday? Well, I think, you know, obviously creating campaigns and, you know, we're, we, we practice what we preach. So we're running our own campaigns. We're creating our own content. I'm, I'm constantly putting content out there and doing direct outreach type. And it's really just getting the message out and continuing to grow it as an option. Mm -hmm. 
you know, now that we've got it, we've tested it um, to a certain degree, and we've we've gotten that part of the process done, so that we can really start sprinting uh, whenever mm-hmm. it comes to right. 2023. And so it's just awareness at this point and, yeah. and getting that message out there. Do you have a specific time? Or do you set aside specific parts of your day or week or anything on your calendar where you're specifically sitting down and going, okay, I'm going to work on content today. I'm just going to work on that for the next hour, the next two hours or anything like that. So I don't have a set day, you know, and I've, I've thought about this a lot. I don't have a set date as far as which day and time period I'm going to create that content because I, I want it to be authentic. I want it to be something that I, I'm in the moment and I'm creating that content and it comes across, right? So, you know, I, if I I feel like if I'm just doing it and maybe I'm, I'm in a bad mood that day or something like that, like it's just, I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm feeling it. And so whenever that time comes, you know, I will block off an hour, but I mm-hmm. know that each week I need to create a, a certain amount of, of content. How much so time per week do you think you would need to spend in that? An hour. An hour? Know, At an least hour. an hour a week? Yeah, just an hour a week to, to okay. get good pieces of content there. So why don't we say this? At this point in time, we don't have to specifically schedule it. Now, I'm a believer in scheduling something because if you schedule it, it gets done. And the thing about that is if you have an appointment with somebody and something comes up and you can't keep that appointment, you reschedule that. So that's what I do on my calendar with things that I have to get done myself. For example, if I have to work on podcast editing, I'll schedule that on the calendar. And if I get a call or something happens and I have to run out and take care of something, or if I get a client who really needs to have a session and we have to move up their session because of something going on, I'll reschedule, but I will move that block of time that I was going to spend editing the podcast because it's scheduled. So I want to make sure it gets done. Now, from what you're telling me, I get a feeling that that particular scheduling may not work for you because you like to do things when you feel the urge to do it. You feel it's the right time. You get those creative juices working and you go, okay, now I want to do this because I'm going to be the most productive. Even if we don't put it on the schedule, can you commit to at least spending one hour minimum per week working on that content? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Got to get it. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. And can you see how doing that in your life, it's going to help you to break through that norm, help with the future generation in your family, because you're building your business, you're grinding it out and your family will not be dependent on someone else. And you're also going to be able to give more options to your customers so that they can understand what's achievable as well as the people who work for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So my next question is really simple. Will you start doing this? Of course. Of course. That's beautiful. All right, Brandon, this has been really interesting and a lot of fun. And I am so excited because we are so similar in our alignment and where we want to go and where we've been. You know, I don't know how much you know about me from the listening to the podcast, but I spent 
several years, actually 20 years in the field of investigations. And I was wow. using these psychology skills in chasing bad guys and getting confessions and things like that. But I wanted to do exactly what we talked about, to make an impact on the world and help people to break through, help people to stop dreading Monday morning and start living like every day is Friday. Because Friday, we still have to work. So we might as well enjoy that process along the way. So I see that in you as well. So I think this is great that we got a chance to get together and spend some time together. Before we close out, I'd like you just to kind of give me a little Reader's Digest condensed version of what your business is. And if people want to reach out to you, how would they do that? Yeah. So, you know, we set up digital selling systems uh, for businesses of all sizes. We help them grow their brands as well online for various sizes uh, and industries and markets. So you can go to our website, lynchpincells.com. You can also go to Instagram, which is at lynchpincells. If you want to see some more content, YouTube, Facebook, which is all under the handle of that lynchpincells.com. So our lynchpincells, sorry, uh, if you want to learn more, but love to connect. Awesome. Yes, we definitely will do that. And the last question that I ask all of my guests on the show is simply this, and that is, what does being purposely positive mean to you? Great question. Uh, So I think to me, purposely positive, you know, it's just doing the right thing and doing what is right for others, as long as it's what fulfills you and your passion and what you, you what helps you wake up, like you said, Monday as if it was a Friday, you know, and being purposely driven to do the things that allow you to feel at peace, that allow you to have comfort and rest easy at night, um, I think allows you to be more positive in the world, but doing it with obviously a purpose with every action of every day is I think probably what it means the most to me. Brandon, that's a great answer. And I really like doing the right thing for not only for yourself, but for others, because when you do that, it really fulfills you and it gives you a feeling of peace that uh, you're being a good human, right? So I really enjoyed this conversation today and you know, I'm going to be reaching out to you uh, in the near future to see how you're, doing with those steps of uh, setting aside that time each day. I expect you to. I expect you to, Tony. I'm looking forward to that. Keep me on my game. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there with a goal right now saying, how can I achieve it? Reach out to me at TonyWCoaching.com and you can even download a free ebook, Strive to Thrive, and it will help you to go in the direction of a purposely positive life. 